ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Awabakal, Darug and Eora people. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau just did something pretty wild. He accused the Indian government of assassinating a Canadian citizen. Canadian security agencies have been actively pursuing credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the government of India and the killing of a Canadian citizen, Hardeep Singh Nijar. Now, government-sponsored assassinations aren't all that uncommon. The United States does it, usually with drones. Successfully concluded an airstrike. Russia does it, in the most madcap ways they can think of. He was poisoned. North Korea does it, Saudi Arabia does it, Israel and Iran do it, often to each other. But India and Canada are supposed to be friends. Well, maybe not anymore. India appears to have halted visa services in Canada. India's just stopped Canadians from entering their country. Who would want to support a leader who has officially joined hands with terrorist groups? Canada's angry, but India might be angrier. Justin Trudeau is doing the very same thing, supporting terrorists and justifying it as freedom of expression. Okay, so what on earth is going on here? Hardeep Singh Nijar was killed in Vancouver in June, and now Trudeau is blaming his death on the Indian government, who are, of course, denying it. So who was Nijar? Why would anyone, much less the Indian government, want to kill him? And is there more to this story than meets the eye? I'm Matt Bevan, and this is If You're Listening. So first, the man at the centre of it all, and the day he died. It was a cloudy summer evening in Vancouver, Canada, on the 18th of June, 2023. In the suburban area of Surrey, in South Vancouver, music was floating out of the Guru Nanak Sikh Gurdwara across the road from a Walmart and McDonald's. A Gurdwara is a temple where people of the Sikh religion go to pray and hang out. Behind the Gurdwara is a car park, a big one. It's the second biggest Sikh temple in North America, and it has tens of thousands of members. In fact, it's at the centre of the largest Sikh population outside of the Indian state of Punjab. The car park is so big that the people inside the temple couldn't hear the sound of gunshots, as the temple's president, Hardeep Singh Nijar, was shot dead in his car. This is the moment that, three months later, led to this massive diplomatic clash between Canada and India. Word spread of the shooting and the entire local Sikh community arrived, blocking nearby roads as they gathered to mourn their leader. The Mounties arrived, so did the media. Before long, it was big news across both Canada and India. He was gunned down by two unidentified youth. Not far up the road, a burnt-out car was found. No suspects have been arrested. (laughs) 
Now, the Indian government is accused of organising Nijar's assassination. But why? Why would they care about the president of a temple in Vancouver? Well, according to Indian media, this temple harbours and is run by terrorists. Terrorists who committed a heinous attack nearly 30 years ago. In June 1984, Sikhs around the world were out in the streets. They were furious at the Indian government and the Indian Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. She had just ordered a military operation to end a two-year siege at one of Sikhism's most sacred sites, the Golden Temple, in the Indian state of Punjab. Hundreds of Indian soldiers and Sikhs who had been holed up in the temple were killed in a horrific four-day battle. After the battle, anti-Sikh mobs went to work. In the capital New Delhi, buses were set on fire as Sikhs were pursued by mobs and beaten. For most Sikhs, this was desperately sad. But a small number wanted revenge. A few months later, Indira Gandhi was shot dead by one of her own Sikh bodyguards. But for some radicalised Sikhs around the world, that wasn't enough. <laughs> This Canadian Sikh is screaming at a crowd, until we kill 50,000 Hindus, we will not rest. A year later, he would allegedly kill hundreds of Hindus over the Atlantic Ocean. Air India Flight 182 took off from Montreal Airport with 307 passengers and 22 crew on board. More than 100 of the passengers were children. Most were Indian Canadians on their way to visit relatives in India. In the cargo hold beneath them was a large suitcase bomb. The suitcase had been checked at the baggage counter, but the terrorist who checked the bomb never boarded the plane. The Air India Boeing 747 simply vanished from radar screens. When it detonated off the coast of Ireland, it ripped the plane apart. And the way the wreckage has been scattered on the Irish Sea also suggests a mid-air explosion. There were no survivors. <laughs> what a sad thing. A young chap of 24 has lost his life. The bombers had plans to load another suitcase bomb onto a different Air India flight. But the bombers got their time zones wrong and it went off in Tokyo Airport before it was loaded onto the plane. An explosion in a luggage container killed two baggage handlers on the ground and injured four. Police now believe there is a strong link between the two events. The four men accused of committing this horrific attack were part of the Canadian Sikh community. And it's confirmed that one of them attended the Guru Nadak Sikh Gurdwara in Vancouver. Not only that, some at the temple supported the alleged bombers and their cause. Their core belief is that Sikhs should be given control of their own homeland in the Indian state of Punjab. They want a separate, autonomous state out of reach of the Indian government called Khalistan. The leadership at the Vancouver Gurdwara campaigns for this as well. And this is why the Indian government has had a target on the temple ever since. The alleged mastermind of the attack, Talwinder Singh Palmer, was killed in a confrontation with Indian police. The Vancouver community called him a martyr and put up posters of his face at the Gurdwara, further infuriating the Indian government. 
The other three suspected bombers returned to the community for 15 years while the Mounties mounted their case. Police knew within 24 hours who planted the explosive. They just haven't got the rock-solid evidence. The return of the suspected bombers to the Gurdwara in Vancouver inflamed an already tense atmosphere in a community split between traditional and moderate beliefs. A Sikh community newspaper editor wrote criticisms of the alleged bombers and agreed to be a witness at their trial. But before he could take the stand, he was assassinated while getting out of his car. In the Gurdwara, there was more violence. The temple's leadership swung regularly between orthodox and moderate members, who disagreed on fundamental things like whether Sikhism allows members to sit on chairs to eat and worship in the temple. We have approximately 900 uh, Sikh members uh, inside the temple right now. They're, uh, as it stands right now, they're protesting. One night, orthodox members connected with one of the alleged bombers entered the Gurdwara and smashed the tables and chairs to pieces. It led to an all-in brawl. Moderates and Orthodox members laid into each other with ceremonial swords, kitchen knives, baseball bats and any other improvised weapons they could find in the temple. When the alleged bombers were arrested, many in the community breathed a sigh of relief. But it didn't last. Only one of the three accused was convicted. The others were acquitted due to police bungling the investigation and returned to the community. Stories about the Vancouver Sikh community are huge news in India. The government regularly puts out lists of Vancouver Sikhs accused of being terrorists. There are in all nine individuals who have been named in this list in which individuals have been declared as terrorists. That includes the president of the Guru Nanak Sikh Gurdwara, Hardeep Singh Nijar. Nijar is a terrorist from the Khalistan Tiger Force. We're back where the story began. Hardeep Singh Nijar was a child when the Air India bombing took place, but he'd now risen to become the head of the temple. This led to India accusing him of being a terrorist. He maintained that he was just a plumber and a dad. The Indian government accuses foreigners like Nijar of being responsible for occasional pro-Khalistan terror attacks in the Sikh heartland of Punjab. They say the attacks must be being directed from overseas because nobody in India wants a separate Sikh state anymore. The issue of Khalistani separatism is dead in India. It's only being kept alive in the United Kingdom and Canada. The Indian government was further enraged by the Vancouver Sikh community in 2022. The man accused and acquitted of financing the Air India bombing wrote an admiring letter to Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. In the letter, he also accused his own community of being involved in terrorist attacks against India. Five months later, he was shot dead in his car by two young men who some speculate may have been hired to kill him. The powers that be in India would not have been pleased that he died after professing allegiance to Modi. To make matters worse, Indian media accused Hardeep Singh Nijar of involvement in the murder. Nijar strenuously denied the allegations, right up to the day he was shot dead outside the Gurdwara he led. (music) 
Prime Minister Justin Trudeau knew that alleging that India was involved in the killing of Mr. Najjar risked serious ramifications. Trudeau is a man who has tried to build closer relations with India. He's even a recipient of one of Narendra Modi's very famous bear hugs. The man loves a hug. The Canadian opposition leader has backed Trudeau, but... I think the Prime Minister needs to come clean with all the facts. We need to know all the evidence possible so that Canadians can make judgments on that. As tensions between India and Canada increase, pressure is also rising on Justin Trudeau to show his hand. If he doesn't have evidence that is going to convince the average person, he's finished. Canada's allies, including Australia, the United States and the United Kingdom, are in a tricky spot. Across the world, nobody's supporting him. Australia has given it back to him. He went crying to the UK. They're not listening to him. They all want close relations with India, but are intelligence partners with Canada. Incidentally, that means that Australian intelligence agencies have access to the details Justin Trudeau relied on to make his statement. And if anyone at ASIO wants to loop me in, my number is... Actually, you you probably already know my number, don't you? If You're Listening is written by me, Matt Bevan. Series producer is Yasmin Perry. If you like this episode, check out last week's where we looked at how the clash of religions in India is potentially going to lead to an official name change for the country. It's available right now on YouTube and, of course, wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you.